Hello everyone, it is time for another episode of The Point Forward, and guess what? No Ultra, the Ultra Free Pod, the people have asked for it, he's interviewing right now for the Tennessee head coaching job, I believe, so because of that, we have a special, special guest with us, all the way from the OTR Sports, Mr. Chill Ducey. what's, what's going up, on, dude? Will? Um, you know, gotta give the people what they want. And what they want is ultra as a head coach. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to get on the pod and talk about some NBA, dude. Absolutely. So, yeah, Deuce has been on before if you've caught him. But Deuce, you do uh, you do your own little podcast for the uh, OTR Sports. You're all all the Denver. I do, yeah. If for some reason, you're listening to this and you're a Denver Broncos fan. Um, my media conglomerate is on the <laughs> Rock Sports, and we do a weekly podcast. Uh, I don't get enough NBA chat on it, so I'm pretty excited to banter with PJ tonight. So yeah, we are going to. We are definitely going to talk some Nuggets because they are one of my the teams I like to talk about the most, and I'm just fascinated by all of all of what they do and just maybe more so the lack of trades I've always wanted them to make the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. we are uh before we get into that, we gotta talk a little Clippers basketball because we've had ourselves a, a string of injuries in the NBA and one of the more recent ones here. Blake Griffin now is out. He had himself a pretty gruesome looking looking knee injury, but uh what ended up coming out to be an MCL sprain. Uh, which is pretty lucky for the Clippers, uh, but now now they're in a situation where there's some DeAndre Jordan trade rumors, and where we're looking at it right now is we've got uh, potential for another Bucks trade. Which uh, <laughs> this is okay. Here. This is actually just a potential Bucks trade podcast, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is. This, I trapped you. I said yeah. we we're going to talk Nuggets basketball, but really. It just smoke and mirrors. We are only going to talk about DeAndre Jordan joining my my sweet prince Giannis. Okay, I'm here. I'm here for it. Well, you know the thing about the Clippers injury is, first of all, who would have seen a Blake Griffin injury coming? And <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> let's not and let's not forget that um, who was it? It was Lonzo Ball that purposely did it. Lonzo yeah, pushed so it was, uh, it was, Austin Rivers. Yeah, into which, Blake. Which the part of it that kills me is the fact that Austin Rivers was involved in it at all. It's like it just for the Clippers and all of their drama and just just the fact that it, it could have been anybody else. But yeah, that you have Austin Rivers and and you have uh, Lonzo Ball involved in it, and it's a Blake Griffin injury. I mean, yeah, you can't make it up. It's it's too it's too perfect. Clippers are gonna Clipper, dude. I just uh, randomly remembered that video. Um, someone took a video of Blake making fun of Austin Rivers by taking a pull-up J in practice. So, really, it's just Austin Rivers finally getting revenge for the Bleacher Report Instagram. Yeah, when because that video was like, I think Blake did that maybe it was like two or three months after they traded for him. And I was just like, oh, wow, these guys just can't stand Austin. But. I feel like they, he's gotten a little bit more love in that locker room, but still, it just I feel like for Clipper fans of anyone, they just have to be like, freaking Austin Rivers of all people. 
<laughs> so okay, so do you want to talk about the Clippers or do we want to talk about this trade? Oh no, we're we're mainly talking about this trade. I okay. just we first right. had to of course throw the obvious caveat of the, <laughs> the classic Blake Griffin the tradition unlike any other really yeah Um, it's it's too bad too because he has been fantastic for the most part despite the disappointing record yeah i've been i've been pretty impressed with him he is was definitely showing shades of what he was how he was playing the playoffs a couple years ago when he just was absolutely dominant uh and was and they were just running the entire offense through him and i think i mean this blake so the Blake injury sucks, and I think it's definitely triggering this DeAndre Jordan uh, trade talk just because I think there were questions about whether or not the two of them could really work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also look at it, and I think you know there's an opportunity for them to say, I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs now if Blake's going to be out for what looks like six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to catch some, catch some hungry teams in the East and – so for this, the main main lead team right now is my my Milwaukee Bucks, uh, and the three names they're throwing out right now are Malcolm Brogdon, John Henson, and Chris Middleton. And the Clippers are trying to at least get two of those guys, but they may be asking for all three. So do you, I mean of of those three names first? I mean, what are your your takeaways? What are your feelings on on those three guys? Um, I think Chris Middleton's a non-starter. For me, like that's you. I don't think you can move Chris Middleton. I would agree. I uh, he would be the one of those two of the. If you're giving me two of three, I uh, although I've I've been falling madly in love with John Henson just as like a goofy side character during this mm-hmm. Buck season. Uh, I'm not sure if you've caught any of his. Just like he's just a very expressive person, and he's just <laughs> always like kind of grinning. Uh, like anytime he gets a foul call, he's just he doesn't do like the the bitch. He just kind of like does this little like grin and it's like come on man type of thing. <laughs> I truthfully have not caught enough of the Bucks this year, so I will keep next. I'll watch a game this week and I'll keep an eye out for John Henson's well, face. Well, yeah, because then he also does like he grabbed like the floor mop and just was like started sweeping the floor like a couple games ago, but. Yeah, you definitely. I would say you know you could watch the uh, Celtics Bucks game tonight. Um, it's on right now as we record this, but this also gives me an opportunity to throw slight shade at NBA TV. So for anyone that has League Pass, my biggest and only gripe, worst, only gripe have with NBA League Pass, and I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but the one channel you so you're obviously blacked out from your local games but then they have a dumbass rule where the nba tv is blacked out yeah i mean that's crazy that that's your one gripe because my other gripes would include the really shitty interface and the fact that it doesn't work a lot but (laughs) i agree that the nba tv games getting blacked out is horrible but it's yeah it's on their it's on their network um (laughs) but yeah so Back to this trade though. So okay. for me, I'm I'm 100% with you. I uh I went through some real soul searching before the Bledsoe trade went down, and was as much as I like Brogdon, I uh I, w- I had convinced myself that if it, it meant getting Eric Bledsoe, I was down mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're now sitting here and it's DeAndre Jordan for, a con- I would take. I mean, if they were able to give up just John Henson and, and Malcolm Brogdon for DeAndre, mm-hmm. yes. Like that is, yeah. I I think Middleton is is tough. I could 
be convinced if that's a one for one. But so I, so I I'll just interject and say I wouldn't trade Chris Middleton for Jordan straight up. I yeah I wouldn't it wouldn't be my ideal sense I would think um, but but what are your thoughts I mean on a, a Middleton or I mean non Middleton so we're, he's off the table for a, so, but so a Brogdon Henson for for DeAndre type of type of trade yeah like that's something so who starts at center for them right now so Henson. John Henson started since they traded Bledsoe um, okay. but depending on depending on the game I mean. Thon was was closing for him at first, but mm-hmm. um, they've been they've been relying pretty heavily on on John Henson here for the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, so I that's a deal that I would probably make, and I'd say the Bucks have been slightly disappointing this year, but they're still a lock to make the playoffs. So depending on where they are on this rebuild, and I think they're probably at the point where they're thinking about okay, we need to have a team that's pretty serious because we have a superstar and we don't want him to leave after his, you know, budget contract is up. Um, so yeah, I would make that deal. I think Malcolm Brogdon's a nice player, but at the end of the day, you can get a lot of guys that can, you know, play backup point guard. So, right. So yeah, I would make, I would make that deal. And I think it would be a risk because Deandre might be opting out. And I truthfully, um, you know, I'm not super high on DeAndre, but he's a very good player. I like the match with, you know, Eric Bledsoe running a pick and roll with DeAndre. Um, so, yeah, I like that deal. I think I'd do that. And I think there's a chance that I don't even think it's for sure that DeAndre opts out. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily a max guy this summer. So those yeah. are my those are my immediate thoughts. And, unfortunately, I don't think, I don't think Brogdon and – Henson's a very strong offer, so I'd be kind of surprised if that's what the Clippers went with. Um, but to me, Middleton is just too good of a player and like too good of a fit with the honest to to move him. Yeah, I mean Middleton until they have Jabari back too, which I've been saying is this. Uh, I'm not relying on Jabari at all this year, but uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. Is as far as the Bucks have been, and I think in a, a very good way. Um, they've been very active this this season as far as trying to make moves, being savvy. Because uh, yeah, I think they're trying to show show Giannis that they are actively you know trying to contend uh, mm-hmm. right now, especially with the East being so wide open. Like this is their their shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, now you make these they make this move now here. I do think it gives them a nice added rim protection. But I'm with you on the. Uh, if they were able to give up, if, if they were able to take Greg Monroe, a second-round pick, a first-round, and then Malcolm Brogdon and John Henson and turn that into DeAndre Jordan and Eric Bledsoe, I mean, I, if you had told me at the beginning of the season, I would have, I would have said that you were, like, a drunk. <laughs> you yeah. need to see help and that you're playing too much. You're, you've been one probably reading too many Bill Simmons articles on his trade machines <laughs> of, as of late. Yeah. Cause like, I just wouldn't, I could not actually conceive that being possible. And when I was looking at this though, I was very happy to see though, that like Thon maker's name was not involved in it. Cause what would you think if, if Thon had to be involved? Would you, would that be another no go for you? I, I haven't seen him enough to offer that much of an opinion okay. on him. Um, That's fair. If it was, 
to me, to me, Brogdon isn't a trade center piece. I mean, I would almost expect Thon to have to be involved. Um, so I probably would pass, but uh, I think that's pro- if if they view that guy as a core guy, you know, you probably have to pass if you're if DeAndre could be a rental, you know. Right. It's kind of irresponsible to include him, but um, I mean, you put you put Bledsoe, Giannis, Middleton, DeAndre as you know your four best players. That's a top. That's a team that's going to be, you know, that's a team that if Giannis is who we think he is and he is that guy, that's. I mean, I would like that team against Toronto in the playoffs probably. Yeah. You know, that's a team that could push for, you know giving Cleveland a really good second round series or, you know, push for the Eastern conference finals. So if you can make that deal work and if it means including Thon, you know, you probably can include Thon, but yeah, it's something to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, the one piece with it too, is that, so Deandre did had gone the last two years without an agent. He did hire an agent yesterday. They announced. Um, and so, so that does help because teams were struggling with trading for him because they had no representative, no representatives of his that they could talk to, and it would be tampering if they communicated with him directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're able to get a guarantee from DeAndre that he's able to, um, that he will able to take the option and extend, I think there's I'd be open to it because the one thing I don't think gets talked about with DeAndre enough is. When you look at the Blake Griffin piece and, and how often he's been out, DeAndre's played seventy. He's he's only missed since twenty thirteen. Looking at he's only missed six games. He played eighty two games in thirteen, eighty two fourteen. Wow. He played seventy seven in the fifteen sixteen season. He played eighty one games last year, and he's played in twenty two games so far this year. So I mean, and for being a big like that is, it's almost unheard of. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really impressive. And honestly, since he's on the Clippers, he should get double points. Yeah, for for not being cursed. Because ev- literally everyone else on the Clippers has yeah. been hurt. Yeah, um, that is impressive, man. That's I mean that'd be fun. Yeah, you know, you add more length to the Bucks. I like it. I'm here for it. So we we will see. I am uh, I, as as news was kind of developed. When I saw he added an agent, I got very excited because I was like. I think there's he he sees there's a potential for trades and um, if yeah. he's hiring an agent, that means I think there's at least a few teams he's got to be interested in. Just if he were to get traded, where he would extend. So mm-hmm. hopefully I, that's the. One. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Thon because, you know, I don't think Brogdon and and there's got to be teams interested in DeAndre. That being said, center is a position across the NBA where a lot of teams are set. Um, right. So there just might not be a market. There might not be a market, which could lead. But like at the end of the day, if you come out of a deal for you know borderline All NBA um, player, borderline All Star for Brogdon and Henson, that's really bad return. So yeah, um, that's uh, Thon would make it interesting though. Yeah, it would. I, and that's I if if they can get away from it, just complete bias on it like i'm i'm hoping they don't have to involve that piece to it but mm-hmm. because um, so to obviously contract not involved but like deandre is a more valuable trade asset than bledsoe you know for example so i just think right. like if bro if they didn't need to include brogdon and i i mean i like brogdon it's just like he's a third guard you know yeah so no, he's he's a guy like, he's he's a role yeah, he's player 
Um, Grand, yeah, he's rookie of the year last year, but I like him a lot. Like he does a lot of nice things for you, and on that team with the length, and he, I mean, he does fit well with them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's not a he's not an untouchable. Thon, mm-hmm. I would I would more so. I'm 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 not willing to to not I'm not willing to sell low on, on uh, mm-hmm. Thon's potential though, because Kevin, if you talk to Kevin Garnett at least. Thinks okay. he's a future MVP, so okay. I'm gonna oh. side with KG on I'll, that for right now. I'll watch the Bucks this week and I'll get back to you. Absolutely. So we do. We're gonna spend a little time here, here, Deuce. We're on on both of our teams, and it just so happened that after I asked you to come on, didn't really look at too far ahead in the schedule, but timed out well that both our teams uh, played each other last Thursday. Um, Indeed. Un- unfortunately, your your main man. Mr. Nikola Jokic did hurt his ankle. He's yeah. going to be out for a little bit. Um, and in, before that, obviously Millsap's going to be out here now for for the year. Um, I guess initial takes, what we'll start with, just how are you feeling about the Nuggets? They're sitting right now fourth in the in the West. Uh, it's pretty jam-logged right there in the middle of the standings if you aren't yeah. the Houston Rockets or the uh, Golden State Warriors, but how are you feeling about the Nuggets so far? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody listened listening to this caught the Nuggets-Bulls game. That was uh, all eyes yeah. on that game across if you, the NBA. If you were not watching the Nuggets-Bulls, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing your Thursday night, but you were not having as good of a night yeah. as, as Deucey and I were. I that was I had, I had a lot of fun watching that game. Um, I feel good about the Nuggets. They're wildly frustra- frustrating. Uh, from an inconsistency from a consistency standpoint i mean they're 10 and 2 at home and i think they've won two or three games on the road and the two big games of the year where they're at utah at portland like their rivals they didn't show up so you know in our hot take a hot take sports environment (laughs) it's been frustrating watching the nuggets at times but i just try you know at the end of the day i try to come back to Jokic is 22 you know jamal murray's 20 or 21 um gary harris is 23 and you know there's a few other guys where the core of this team is so young that um you know that's kind of what i come back to and really the story with the nuggets is they have a 20 year old point guard who's not really a point guard yet and when jamal murray's playing well and hitting shots i think the nuggets are you know probably going to win the game and when jamal murray plays poorly which has happened you know it's really it almost feels like every other game you know they lose Mm -hmm. so that's been frustrating um, because I do I do think Murray isn't comfortable as a point guard yet, um, and his shot isn't falling either. And I think a lot of it's just kind of a comfort thing because he is a fantastic shooter, and it just hasn't translated to the game yet. Um, and yeah, the the Millsap integration was tough, you know, at first, and it's really yeah. too bad that he got hurt because I think they were kind of rounding a corner there. Um, yeah. But Jokic has still been fantastic. I think he has a lot of room to grow, kind of mentally. But he's amazing, and you know the the kids are good. Gary Harris is freaking so good. Um, I wish more people got to see him because he, on a night to night basis, that guy is just a stud. Um, and there's some other really young, exciting players. So it's fun. It's a dude. It's a fun team. You know, I, it's frustrating to watch a team crap the bed. You know, once or twice <laughs> yeah. a week. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's like okay, they're young. Um, so yeah, that's my two minute summer yeah. summary of the Nuggets. Your elevator speech on where the Nuggets currently are at. That's that's my elevator speech, yeah. So, 
So the thing is, so I, I've got a couple of things because I Ultra and I do bring up the Nuggets from time to time, and love I love it, love it. Um, and they just they fascinate me because I think they've they've won. Um, it's almost a curse for them, but I feel like they've they've made some really great, uh, great picks for it, especially where they've been drafting. They haven't really been uh, a top team. They've done a really great job, I think, of being able to be savvy, make some some very um, value i'd say high value trades as well i mean just looking at at your man will barden is one example i mean being able to get him in who was at the time almost a throwaway Mm -hmm. um and their ability to just with player development but um so where i want to start is 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 of the guys on this team um and i'm going to challenge you to say any of the guys on the team not named kenneth farid (laughs) you would trade first like I feel like they have to. They're they're still kind of in this this situation where they need to make a move. They need to at least consolidate some of these picks mm-hmm. and get something. They've been involved in. I feel like every single they were in the Kyrie sweepstakes. Jamal Murray was obviously a uh, a non touchable for them at the time, but yeah. Where Mistake, do you see with this say. team? Yeah, I mean, where Mistake do you see in hindsight? Do you think so? I mean, I would say so. I like Jamal Murray a lot. Um, I see potential with it, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think I think they probably should have included Jamal Murray. Um, yeah, so I would say so to me, you know, when I look at the true kind of core of this team of kind of young, really really nice talent, it's Jokic, Harris, Murray, and Hernan Gomez. Okay. Um, so I think those are the four guys where, I mean, obviously Jokic isn't tradable, and then. Murray, Hernan Gomez, and Harris would have to be for a star, like a yeah. like a Kyrie type of guy. Right. Um, so beyond that, I would move anybody. Um, for the right, the, the, so the yeah. the thing is, is the Nuggets have to make the playoffs this season, and so from a pure asset standpoint, they should move Will Barton because he is expiring, and they actually, I mean, they should have moved him last year because he's probably. You know, for as far as non superstars and non rookie deals go, I think he's on the best contract in the NBA. I mean, he's getting paid three million a year, and he's a fantastic player. Um, they should have moved him last year, but like he's literally the Nuggets' third best player right now, or maybe second. You know, with Jokic out, he's probably their second best player. Um, so right. like, I'm okay with just letting him walk in the off season because you have to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, I would say Jokic is the only untouchable, and then Hernan Gomez, Harris, and Murray are like for a star. Everybody else, you know, definitely movable. That's interesting. Yeah, and Hernan Gomez is like one guy that's like of that group is super. And I forgot that. So him, uh, and this is yeah, right. So it was Jamal, Hernan Gomez, and Beasley were all in the same class for the yeah. Nuggets, right? Yeah, so Hernan Gomez, internally the organization, and like Nuggets fans and inside the organization, everybody is super high on him. Like, he just hasn't gotten the minutes where the rest of the like NBA fans would necessarily, you know, think twice about Hernan Gomez being a core piece. But he is like, I mean, he's over 40% from three and he's 6'9". Yeah. Like, he's a stud. He's going to be a stud. Because he barely touched the floor even last year. I mean, they, they, it it almost seemed like at points this year that Malone's, really made it as like a just a pressing point where it's just like we're just giving this this guy has to get minutes mm-hmm. like whether and which i i like with there's certain guys where i just think you have to give them like you're gonna get your 20 minutes like 
if you mm-hmm. if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. You're just gonna play through it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, so pretty much the Nugget. I mean, the Nuggets probably should have just given a first round pick for Bledsoe. You know, for example. But I think the right. Nuggets are pretty much like we're gonna we're good enough where we're gonna struggle through Murray and Hernan Gomez having issues. Um, to make the playoffs. Pretty much they're like, all right, fuck it. We got to try and make the playoffs with Murray yeah. and Moody. And Moutier, of course. But yeah. well, um, I that's kind of what's that's kind of what's going on. And I know I know Moutier is uh is your trigger point. <laughs> <laughs> he is your yeah, he's, he's your he's your Nikola Miritich in, in my yeah. in my as far as my team goes. Um, Dear Lord, bro. You don't even know. I mean, so with Moody, I did want to ask you on this, and then I want to finish up with just I want to, I do want to get your take on this Jokic contract. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to uh, give too much Nuggets talk. You know, I don't want to spend three minutes on Hernan Gomez. So yeah. I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give you my answers. Um, so with Moody, so with him, I look at him and it's like, is he just not going to be? I mean, is is it going to be a situation where he can? He can play real minutes in the NBA, or is he gonna have to be one of those guys that? I mean, he is 21, but is it like for me? When he got drafted, I thought, all right, this guy, like, if he can develop and actually make plays and actually like be a point guard, mm-hmm. he's gonna be almost impossible to guard with his body and just his size. But mm-hmm. the more and more I've watched him this year, it's like in my mind, his plays almost gotta be. He's gotta turn like. Which isn't what you want to draft him for, but like his future almost would have to be to turn into more of the, I feel like the Marcus Smart type of type of guard where he'd have to be special on defense, and he's just not there at all. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I've been saying for over a year that I think Moutier could be a good player, but he, I mean, not I, I <laughs> good player. I've been saying for over a year it's like Moutier could be an NBA player in. <laughs> three years okay um, yeah so that's kind of where it's at which is why to me it's frustrating they kind of have been giving like been like okay moody is in the rotation um because his skills just aren't there and not much is there <laughs> i can it's just it's i can talk a lot about it but he um his size is incredible and i i really really respect the guy kind of mentally because He's been playing major minutes since he was a rookie when he just frankly wasn't ready. Right. Um, and I, you know, I have sympathy for that. Like, it's really tough to go out there on a night-to-night basis and get your ass whooped by point guard, which is the deepest position in the NBA. I think if you go, if you look at the top two point guards on every team in the NBA, um, Moutier's probably the worst of any of anyone in that group. Maybe, you know, bottom five. Um, uh, it'd be yeah. I was I well. I know we joked. I said, uh, do we just do a frustrating trade for a tr- frustrating trade, but we just you know we just add strengths to where both our teams are at right now. <laughs> you I, I mean, who knows how many more power forwards the Nuggets can add? And I'll tell you yeah. what, reclamation project point guard for the Chicago Bulls is uh, Moody is coming. Notch. Yeah, Moody so, would be perfect for the Bulls. I mean, between Chris Dunn campaign. Jerry and Grant, I don't see why you wouldn't want to add Emmanuel Moutier into that mix. Yeah. So, yeah, he sucks, dude. I mean, he he's not a good defender, which is really what he – like, if you could look at Moutier and be like, okay, he turns the ball over, he can't finish at the rim, his IQ is pretty bad, 
but like he's a good defender that'd be one thing but he's yeah. not so yeah i would just say he has no trade value and i could see him being a solid player in you know two or three years so yeah we're gonna end we're gonna end on this nuggets because i do want because the, the thing that i go back and forth on is on the Jokic contract because obviously they're not gonna they're gonna do anything they can to keep him mm-hmm. but would you in your mind with his option coming up, are you picking up that option and making him unrestricted? Are you, uh, are you getting him this year? Are you, are you extending him now? And basically this, you're just locking up this core at the, at the end of this season and you're riding. I, I think so. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I would prefer them to just lock him up and pay him. But obviously there's, going to be a lot going on with you know them talking to his agent and seeing if he'd want to play another year on the deal but i would rather lock him up the nuggets have actually their their situation right now looks kind of ugly but all their space clears up in two years which i actually really really like um because they're going to be able to max a guy in two years if they want um with the with the core all extended so I kind of like the the they've built a playoff team. They've given you know they're rolling with Mason Mason Plumley, <laughs> for guy. example, your guy. Um, they're going to be a playoff team for the next two years, and then a bunch of space is going to open up in two years, and they could hopefully be a destination. I think that's kind of the goal. So I would um, probably just extend them this summer, but I I'm not sure what they're going to do because that's just going to come back to making Jokic happy. And making sure right. he gets as much money as possible. So, no, I mean that's where kind of because yeah, it's like a good grace, but at the same time you look like. So yeah, I guess they would. I'm looking at their cap now. So yeah, because even because I mean Jokic is. I, I mean before I'd say outside of maybe Steph Curry for a while, um, the value that they're getting off Jokic's deal right now is pretty insane. <laughs> Just like <laughs> yeah. reduction to dollars spent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's few guys. I mean, they that is just a, a steal of a pick for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um. So before we end on this though, I do have to get your take on my special my special uh, Swedish boy, my my the finisher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to. I wanted. To, okay. I want to know your take. I I don't really know if I want to hear anything else about the Bulls because it's yeah a hot flaming mess. But that um, kid can play, dude. That's why I wanted to tell you. Yeah. I, th- I didn't know if we were going to talk about the game we specifically, were. but... Uh, we, we can. Yeah, we definitely can. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about the game besides it was really fun. Um, and Will Barton pretty much put the crap nuggets yeah. on his back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, yeah, Lori can play, bro. I mean, he's nice. So that's, that, that's kind of like my main takeaway from the Bulls. Um, they probably have, you know, four NBA rotation players on the team. And... Marketing can play. Yeah, I'm. Uh, he's been really. I mean, you caught him in a bad little shooting stretch. He was in the four games before that. He was shooting about twenty five percent from the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where he is just like the anti uh, Nikola Mirotic is that like when he's not shooting well, he does so many. He's he's aggressive in the paint, and I mean he gets bodied up. Like we, mm-hmm. like I was texting you with the just the, when they would get Nikola to switch on him. Mm-hmm. And I was every time I was like, oh, there's no way he can stop Jokic. Like that's that's a bucket, but mm-hmm. he's just not. His body isn't there yet to um, to play. But yeah, I think he is. Uh, you know, if, once we get Zach Levine in there, 
it, that Jimmy Butler trade might not be too bad. Minus the fact yeah. that we we are the one NBA team I think that doesn't even have a adequate point guard. Um, right. Yeah, I um, Markinen's just he's really polished. I think he had a couple moves in that game that were just really impressive. Which like you know how the transition as a as a rookie with the speed of the game is really impressive. So he looks like a legit starter. I mean, I definitely had worried. I was kind of like, okay, is this guy just a shooter? Which to yeah. me, like a stretchy, you know, big man shooter that doesn't do much else isn't that valuable. Um, so yeah, I liked what I saw to him. Kind of like variety of ways to score. So yeah, he's uh, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for stretchy, non valuable power forwards, though, Deuce, I'll let you know that role. You can get a no trade clause if your name is Nikola Mirotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have de- we have about six stretch pa- stretch four, so I'm very well versed. But how many of them can take a punch? Because yeah. that's what the Bulls are needing. Right <laughs> we need one that oh, can take man. a punch. Count on the Nuggets to make Chris Dunn look good, though. Yeah, I mean, Chris. Well, Chris. Yeah, Chris Dunn is is been. I'm like rooting hard for Chris because his name isn't Campaign, uh-huh. and I just like obviously if he does well, that Jimmy Butler trade looks really good for the Bulls then. Mm-hmm. Just as far as like a, an initial foundation to a rebuild, but he is um, he is aggressive. I will give him that. Like I'll take the aggressiveness mm-hmm. over like him being more passive, like how Jerry and Grant has been. But um, yeah, he's he's Fred's little shooting project right now. He, his yeah. shot has gotten isn't been as bad as it was last year with the T Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. he's definitely better than Moutier, so. You think so? Because I'm, yeah, I don't he know. Is, he I was, is. I, I test he is, which is eyes, not okay. saying much. So right, well, no, it's not. But that, uh, that makes me feel a little bit better then. Because yeah, yeah, I go back and forth on it. Because I'm just been so critical of all the Bulls point guards. It's just been a circus. It's been a just a lot of bad. We should, I, sh- I mean, we should not leave. We should leave this game. But first, Robin Lopez did give Jokic the fucking goods for like the first 10 minutes of that game, which I'm, I know you missed the fir- first little bit. Yeah, but. I, I, I caught a little bit of it after because, yeah, I saw, like, just a thing on uh, – shout-out Marcus D uh, on Twitter. He does, like, a good job, especially – he's, like, a Chicago dude that just is a gif in, in little mm-hmm. video yeah, yeah. factory. Um, but, yeah, I saw a couple of the Robin Lopez. And Robin Lopez is – He's good. He, he is, I think, going to be traded at this deadline. He thinks so, too, at one point. He um, – the Bulls have like this power clap video they do, um, and he was talking, made a joke to the reporters about them editing him out. He has been like a <laughs> soundbite. He's been just golden for soundbites this man. year. He the beginning of the season, he was like, you know, it was weird when I walked into the gym and I realized I was the best player on the team. It like yeah. it's never happened. To me <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And then he I, gave his, his brother some shade when they asked about, like, a difficult teammate. He said, yeah, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> yeah, dude. Robin gave Jokic the business. Jokic had such a bad quarter defensively the first quarter. I will say Jokic has been really pretty solid defensively this year, so just keep an eye out for that. But sp- spread pick and rolls, kill him. Oh, my God. Destro- <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. He's, he's not going to win any foot speed competitions. Yeah. But anyways, all, all right. right. So we've got an R2 team check in here, but yeah, I want to know, I've been saying it like a broken record on this pod, but like, I don't really take much stock into the first, you know, 15, 10 game. I'm not always trying to be someone that's going to have a, a wild reaction on teams, but we're past that 20 game mark now in the season. And Deuce, I, I want to get your feelings on, on some teams here. I mean, 
who's standing out to you right now? What is uh, of this first quarter of the season? Who is what teams have you been impressed with? Disappointed mm-hmm. in? Um, okay, so I grabbed two that I personally um, am surprised by because I mean, obviously, there's you know the Thunder and you know yeah. teams that have been talked about to death. But for me, um, the first one that came to mind when you were like, let's talk about teams 20 games in that were that stand out um for me it's the pelicans who i thought you know how they did in the first 20 to 40 games could really shape not like not not only the west but the nba just because i thought there was a chance they could come out and go five and ten or you know you know they're around they're they're over 500 but they look like a functional team so i'm kind of they're in the playoff hunt and playoff picture so I'm looking at them in a good light, but, like, I thought they could come out and be, you know, 8-18 eight and 18 or something like that. And, like, Gentry gets the boot because, yeah. you know, he's on the hot seat. or He's, like, pretty much on, you know, playoffs or bust. Yeah. yeah. And it's the boogie – AD thing was still, you know, is boogie going to get extended or whatever. So I thought the Pelicans could come out with their weird roster and, like, Rondo coming in who, you know, no one's really sure what Rondo was going to be coming into the season – um, they've been good, and so that was a huge surprise for me. And I had my eyes on them too, because like obviously the Nuggets are battling for the you know bottom right. four of the West. So shout out to the Pelicans because Boogie, who I'm kind of hard on in general, is just freaking Superman, and they've been pretty good. And that you know, obviously they've the, that front office has made major mistakes, but for the most, they made some savvy deals with like Ian Clark and Jameer. And each one more looks good. So, shout out yeah, to them. I feel like they're just they're they're solely have been successful like because of AD. And but it's like basically like they should just be like you said. And I think no one was wrong to think like if this thing between if this chemistry and just like being able to play off one another between AD and Boogie like went didn't go perfect. Which I, I don't know if you can look at, a, at any going any better than it has this year so far for the two of them. Because uh, it just feels like everything else is working against them. I Drew Holiday has been pretty freaking garbage. I like he has yeah. been. I was really hoping they were gonna be able to figure out with him, and he was actually gonna be a third mm-hmm. piece. That because I was just I was not about re-signing him just because it was like just one of those loyalty and just for the sake of of re-signing they, a guy because you could. Mm, they pre- they kind of had to just because it was they're up against the. The right or the up against his cap, and so who else were they going to have? But yeah, it's a terrible contract, obviously. Yeah, and it was just like, why did they have to ma- like give him that much? And and mm-hmm. don't I mean, really guys, spend he's it. playing he's playing two guard. Yeah, much. which which I was <laughs> which was the thing is where I was like, okay, like maybe that they're so work, weird. But <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, because Boogie brings up the ball half the time now anyway. Like yeah, even with Rondo, like Boogie will just go full court with it. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean that is the thing. I've just been as the one of the lead boogie apologists. Um, I always find a good spin for Jay Cutler and Boogie Cousins yes. as far as how they're they're good guys. Like trust me, they're gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been nice. Um, obviously, like yeah, AD came back today. Uh, looks like the MRI was negative for anything significant, but he went down with that non-contact injury uh against the jazz and it's i mean it's pretty scary because that as we make mm-hmm. the the blake griffin jokes like 80's been just in that same boat of yep. another guy that just is 
it's not if, but when he's going to have an injury come up. I mean, with right. him, I, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this because, like, people bring up his injuries a lot, but there's a different guy. I mean, and big men are a lot different than a guard, but, like, the same things are being said about Kyrie his first couple of years in the league before LeBron even before LeBron got there was, like, can this guy ever stay healthy? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think at all, like, because my one working theory with it is just that I feel like it, it takes, especially him, that he grew, you know, eight feet or not eight feet, eight inches, like from in high school. Like right. his body is still growing and developing in some mm-hmm. ways, and it's just like you add on to an eighty-two game NBA grind. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you think he's just going to be an injury prone guy, or do you th- do you yeah. see it, it potentially where he's he can actually sustain and play like seventy games? Yeah, I think the Pelicans are kind of in a position where they have to lean on him and Boogie. You know, if one of those guys are out, they're probably losing the game. Yeah. Um, so that's what's really scary with them. Um, you know, they probably have to play AD 30 to 36 minutes a game, but they probably shouldn't, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I kind of lean towards the, um, you know, I'll believe it when I see a thing with him. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, AD is not a guy that's going to be playing, you know, 82 games a year ever. So. Right. Yeah. Which is I'm, too bad because he's a. I mean, he's a freak. You know, but it's unfortunate that he can't stay healthy, and they should try to manage his minutes as much as possible. Yeah. Like I almost look at it, and it's like if I were to have to put heavy minutes on one of those two dudes, like I'm gonna. I mean, Boogie's a Clydesdale. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah. He. Uh, I would rather if it came down to it. But um, what did you did you see his uh, little blow up though when he got ejected? Did you when see he elbowed him? Russ? No, well, yeah, no, like, yeah. I guess it was the um, no when he got ejected from the uh, shoot. What game was that? Now it was two games ago for him. I missed that. He uh, oh, it was just like I just found it super funny because it was just a um, he was just dominating uh, and he had scored like nine straight points and was just continuously getting kind of hacked and. Mm-hmm. You could just tell, and it was like, oh, it was against Minnesota. It, it, was, it was the Minnesota game. And he was just getting so frustrated, but it was just like he looked so goofy trying to be tough. It, like, I, If it would have been Boogie. Oh, this it, is AD. Oh, okay. Yeah, AD. Okay, okay, yeah. Because then Boogie was like trying to calm him down, and I just thought it was That's the funniest funny. thing ever. I didn't see the video, but okay, yeah, I did see tweets about AD getting ejected. Jeez, everybody's getting ejected. I know. That's why I wanted. I did want to bring that. Like Sean Livingston today. Yeah, he got. He's suspended for a game for, and then that ref is done Mm -hmm. for a week or whatever from working because of their little incident. LeBron got ejected. Um, Yeah, my guy Jokic did. It got rescinded though. Oh, did? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Being getting ejected is the the new fad, I guess. Um, Because it is. Yeah, it's like there's been a stretch here. And everyone seems, like, very testy right now. And I don't know quite why, because it's November. Yeah. I if don't know, man. If it was March, I'd be a little yeah. bit different. But, like, yeah, Steph and KD have gotten injected already, like, yep. in the same game. Like, it's been – there's been a lot of them, actually. Dude, it's probably just Joel Embiid is firing everybody up. Nobody, yeah, yeah I, nobody wants to be trolled by Joel, so everybody's just kind of on their toes. Dude, I mean, he his his <laughs> stuff has been like as a fan, it's awesome. But I also am like, man, you have to like 
see these people like like i don't have to interact with them like it's it's good with me but like you have to go up again. and like he did you see him with drummond even two nights ago or when drummond yeah. followed out yeah <laughs> he's just like pointing to go yeah like him and drummond like we're showing each other love after like there i don't think i think drummond got it but not everyone like can laugh at themselves or like take that that mm-hmm. like people are yeah like hassan whiteside can hassan whiteside is not here to laugh at himself no, oh no, <laughs> and neither is like, like I'm waiting for, jo- I mean, and Embiid's already thrown shade at the Warriors because it's like, yeah, if I were to pick, I like, do a power rankings of guys that aren't able to laugh at themselves. Kevin Durant's obviously number one, um, yeah, and like <laughs> there's like some other guys like like yeah, Hassan Whiteside is not about that. Um, there's a few dudes that just Chris Paul. Oh yeah, Chris Paul is. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even think about Carme- that. Carmelo. Melo. But Canada. I feel like Melo Melo is I feel like Melo's more on the side of like he's like too he's just too cool for like some of that mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah, I feel true. like he yeah, it depends on who you were cuz I feel like if he was in a situation like LeBron or like Wade, those guys can make fun of him. Yeah. Yeah, and that'd be true. good. If it came yeah. from a place of love, I think Bella would be better with I it. I want to. I want to see Joel troll Russ because Russ is just needs to relax, dude. But yeah, I I wanted. He I, won't that was, though. He won't. That was gonna be one of my because it's it wouldn't be a point forward episode without me talking about LeBron and the Cavs for at least a minute. All right. Um, yeah. LeBron's the guy that needs to kind of chill though, more than like a few. Like I'm getting to the point like they're on this this run. They've extended their streak to 11, probably going to be 12. They're blowing out the Bulls right now. Um, he ended the last game on, like, a 13-0 run, which is wild. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm like, man, I don't want this to be a thing where, like, in March you're you're dead. Like, he's done this before, and he talked about it after with the Heat. When they, they went on that, that 26 game, whatever, or the 33-game winning streak, Mm-hmm. And how it's kind of stupid of him, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I would wonder if anyone can slide him that tape and be like, "Hey, man, like, you've done this kind of thing before, where you're just you're going ham in the regular season." And it's, what do you think yeah. about that? I mean, like, just his dynamic and just the, because um, I feel like this is a thousand percent a Kyrie like fueled. Mm-hmm. The, if the Celtics hadn't gone on their streak, I don't know if he would be doing what he's doing right now. Yeah, I mean, it's confusing to me. I feel <laughs> yeah. like. LeBron, of all people, who, you know, doesn't care about the MVP race anymore because he doesn't try in the regular season. Uh, it's weird that he's he's averaging the most minutes in the NBA, right? He's I mean, second. I Second, think. yeah. So, you know, he probably just needs that uh, two-week groin pull where he goes to Miami in, like, two or three months. And we'll call it good. He'll right? do it, like, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, is that what we're going to do? We'll have him be, like, in fit. Because, see, yeah. what I would almost say is he does that uh, he gets that, that that little rest going right before Isaiah comes because that's where mm-hmm. I see it leading. Like he's he's just kind of carrying the baton. I think he's waiting for Isaiah to come back, and then yeah, he gets hurt, I'm, and then like what they, are they doing. They needed to pull it together, so I respect Braun for that, and he's having yeah. a fantastic year. But yeah, I mean, the t- I don't love the talent on their team. Like I kind of don't. I don't even, like. I love watching LeBron, but like. You know, the rest of the guys, I'm kind of just like, uh, I'm kind of bored of watching you guys. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about you anymore. The, um, the Cavs, I, I was thinking about this the other day, the Cavs are kind of like the walking dead, where yeah. it's just a show that's on, and like, 
I yeah. still watch The Walking Dead. It's like I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I'm still like fascinated by it, even though like okay. it's yeah, it's been the same it's been the same group for, for far yeah. too long. I mean it it hurts me to watch my guy JR be washed. I mean it sucks. So I'm I don't really watch the Cavs that much. I gotta get my LeBron fix like once a week or once every two weeks, but like otherwise I'm just like, okay, this team kinda sucks. So um yeah, they pulled it together though, and their bench is actually really good because Dwayne Wade is balling out. Who, yeah, you know, Dwayne Wade's amazing. So Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade is, uh, yeah, he's got about forty games in him at this point though. Like he'll, he's gonna, mm-hmm. he'll be a guy that's gonna be having a lot of DMPs and, and little ankle injuries and stuff. I think come I'm, up when it comes to. February, I'm seeing March. some. I'm seeing some Dwayne Wade sixth man of the year shit or buzz on the internet. How do you feel about that? Okay. Uh, so far, I would be, yeah, I would say everyone needs to chill out a little bit. I don't think he's <laughs> yeah. gonna play enough games to even Relax. get close to that. Yeah, that's uh, that's some clickbait stuff right okay. there. I feel like. Okay. Yo, I've got another team that I'm yeah, surprised. I was by. gonna say, I need to hear this other one. Um, this is really random because like no one gives a gives a crap. You know, don't want to get too explicit out here. No one gives a crap about the Charlotte Hornets, but like seeing that they're Dude. Um, you know, five games under 500, you know, with that roster and kind of like you look at that team, you're like, okay, this roster is depressing. Like that looks like a six or a seven seed in the playoffs. And like Charlotte's probably okay with that, you know, as like a small market team. Um, yeah. And to see them five games under 500, it's like, yikes. Uh, what it's you guys Dwight doing curse. over there? It's the Dwight curse. Yeah, dude, apparently. I, um... So I do like the the Hornets for me are the because they're always on early, like they are the post work like I'm getting like I'm making dinner <laughs> I'm like just like cleaning up around it just like oh I know like whoever the Hornets are playing, so like for them I always and it's it's so like where I get skewed with them is that like I'll watch the first half of I think I maybe watched the first half of almost every Hornets game I feel like when I've <laughs> been able to sit down for basketball and they've been playing. Yeah. Um, but, like, so sometimes the first half they look kind of good. And then I'm like, oh, like, this team's definitely better. And then you look and you see their record right now. And, yeah, they – um, yeah. the thing with them that, that really is, is wild to me is just that they never were able to add a, a second guy for Kemba. It just mm-hmm. is, like, the Kemba show. Yeah. And if he's – and he is so much fun to watch. But, like, I don't know who their second – like, if they even have – anyone close that you could say is like a second score for them. I'm hoping that's going to be um, Monk. Malik Monk, yeah. like eventually, but. Yeah, like I like Charlotte to me is a team where I'm always like wanted to, like I will, I'll click on them league pass too because I'm like small market team, like their jerseys are badass, like I love Kemba Walker. That's a team that I like want to be like, I like the Hornets, but I just watch them and I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, they're not they're not a very sexy team. I mean, I have been impressed with Dwight. Like Dwight's turning on at points, and as he's he's looked like old Dwight, um, mm-hmm. but then he also just gets clowned from time to time. Yeah, and it's like sucks. it's pretty wild. I um I have this one the one thing I have to to say, and, and we don't we have not talked about them enough on this pod, and we're going to um and I'm going to do it when Ultra's not here because I'll make him <laughs> jealous. Yeah. Hey, Ultra. You have to make you have to make the uh, the co-host. You got to make him make him a little jealous. Make him keep you know wanting to stick around here. 
uh, is the Houston Rockets. I had no idea that they were going to be this freaking good. Mm. I have been in, in uh, James Harden has been crazy, crazy good this year. I am getting caught back in the trap because I told myself at the end of last year, I was like, screw James Harden, screw this Russell Westbrook thing. Like, I got so into this MVP thing, and I was so disappointed with both of them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm, I'm getting sucked back in on the James Harden part, though. Yeah. I, I just, he is, especially in, like, Chris Paul was out for a stretch, but, and I have not even got, of all the teams, like, uh, they're the one that I'm always, I'm always lacking on watching because I'm, I'm going to turn on their game. They're blown out a team, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna watch a blowout. I need to watch like the Bucks, or I'm gonna watch the Cat, you know, whoever else maybe. I'm gonna watch one of these close games. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts so far on the Rockets? Um, so I, I'm actually low key. Like last year, the over under for the Rockets was 42, and I was like way over. Yeah, and I was super high on them this year too. And I've kind of always defended Harden. Um, cause he's gotten his fair share of slander about oh, the defense yeah. and whatnot. So I've always been kind of a Harden guy. So I'm, I definitely thought they were going to, I think I had them penciled in as the two seed, but obviously they've been even more impressive than I think anyone could have, could have thought. And I mean, my, one of my best buds is a Rockets fan. So I talked to him about them a lot and, uh, yeah, their signings were just really nice. And when it's just it's I don't want to take anything away from Maury, but like building a team around Harden's pretty easy, as far yeah. as like PJ Tucker and Luke Mamba Mute adds like those are fucking perfect additions next to yeah. Harden that are just easy to plug in and be like okay three and D guys, um, lengthy can bang, um, so yeah it's just a really nice team because you got Harden who's probably you know who's a runaway MVP guy right now, um, yeah. And I never, I was always like, okay, Chris Paul and James Harden are two of the smartest basketball minds alive. Like they're gonna be fine. Yeah. That's, so and I was with, I was with that too. Yeah. I wasn't the whole. There's one ball thing. I was like, yeah. There's one ball with two people that know how to use it. Like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I I feel like not that many people actually had the take that they weren't gonna work out. Like obviously, yeah. Dudes on Twitter did, but like actual NBA yeah. people, I don't know if that many were like, I don't know. Um, yeah, because no one, because no one actually ever gave like a real basketball. They just always were like, "Well, there's only one ball." And I was like, "Well, that's not a real thing." Like, yeah, yes, seriously. you could say that about every team, though. You, oh, there's only one ball, you know. I think the only, yeah, I think the only question marks were just kind of like personality wise. Would Chris Paul yeah. be able to take the back seat? And so far, it looks like he has, and they're like been freaking so good together. So I think the other things Capella looks like an all star, like you know. Like, I think there's going to be some DeAndre to Houston rumors, and it's like, you know, Cape- I mean, Capella's not going to be an all-star because of how deep the West is at center, but, right. like, I mean, Capella might be better than DeAndre Jordan right now. So, And what's super wild to me about Capella, I, I'll never – but it's funny because you bring up the DeAndre Jordan because I will not, never forget, and, like, it will be associated with Clint Capella's entire career, but the first time I ever found out who Clint Capella was was, was Kevin McHale bringing him in, and he literally – Spent a quarter on the court and he got five fouls by hacking DeAndre Jordan and like <laughs> fouled out of the game. And I was like, that is the most like embar like I felt bad for him. Just that's like, amazing. I just was like, oh, this poor guy. Like he's literally like worthless to this team. His only presence right now is to collect fouls on DeAndre, <laughs> and they just burned him. He burned him like in a clip. He just yep. used one full clip of out on him, and then he was done. It's like, all right, yeah. well, 
I mean, good for that yeah, guy. Dude, the, the Rockets are so interesting because, I mean, Ryan Anderson I don't think could play on many teams in the NBA, period. No. And he's a fantastic player for the Rockets because it's just like he's an amazing shooter, has limitations, um, yeah. but he's a good player, and he's been playing solid defensively. Um, yeah, they're just all around good. I mean, the thing with the Rockets is we can't be – we'll see it in the playoffs if they're shooting well or not, you know, because things change. Yeah, and that's um... – but so, do you think they they could they can hold on to the one, or do you think they're you see them probably having a little bit of a slide at some point and probably finishing up as the two seed? Uh, I th- I still would be surprised if they got the one seed, but like I'm just hoping Houston plays well in the playoffs and Harden like has a yeah. good playoff run because, you know, obviously winning the MVP is super important for him, and I think if if there aren't any major shakeups, I think Harden's probably going to be the MVP. Um, you know, but he, he's had rough playoffs, so yeah. I'm sure they're aware of the fact that they need to perform in the playoffs. So I would just love to see a Warriors Rockets series where the Rockets are like playing shooting well because I think it could be a good series. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there there's there's some matchups in there that I do like, and I, I of all the teams right now, the uh, I mean, the Rockets are probably the only team that could go you know if the Warriors go on like a 40 point quarter third quarter type of run like the Rockets probably the only team that could either hang with them during that or Mm -hmm. you know match them bucket for bucket right but they yeah and I mean they've yeah they've got the wings to play defense they've got a lot of guys PJ Tucker Um, has been I've always liked PJ Tucker but yeah he is like I don't know why he wasn't always on the Rockets (laughs) like like, he is just like yeah, he is like what you were saying, and I was thinking about it, and it's like who of like the only other person I could think that they they could obviously use is like Mello. But I was trying to just do a scan of the league of like, oh, what other three and D type of dudes could they have rather than the ones they have? But mm-hmm. I felt like they just have like the perfect ones. Like yeah. they just they they really they, they do. They and if I, you I, did like a cheap ass like generic basketball team, but it was like to mold it after it, like this would just be that team mm-hmm. for a guy with James Hart, like you said, right and. Um, I love that they're tough. I mean, I think, I think like Nene and PJ Tucker being like dogs is just yeah. perfect for them. So yeah. like, yeah, I. L- Maury's done an amazing job. No, it's um yeah, and they're they're my um, they're the team I've got to watch more and more of. I just have to maybe catch them in the first quarter before they blow out another team. Right. To actually see them do something. Yeah, I mean, like, the Nuggets can't defend the spread pick and roll, and the <laughs> Rockets just chopped their head off in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, you just threw, you know, Jokic in the spread pick and roll for, you know, eight possessions, and that's it. <laughs> like, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, it's it's wild. Um, so, you got any other ones? Any other big standouts right now? Those- um, I don't – I feel like there's a lot of teams that have been talked about a lot. I'd say I'm disappointed in the Wizards – who I kind of like a lot of those players individually. Um, and Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre have, like, played above expectations, yet they're still, you know, towards the eight seed. So, obviously, Wall's hurt. Um, but, yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of expecting the Wiz to be a top-four team and, like, comfortably, you know. Yeah. And I think they're just – it's still – I mean, I think with just the early start to the season and the shortened training camp, I mm-hmm. I think once Christmas – comes through i feel like a lot of these teams are gonna start to yeah because it's it's clustered it is still really clustered yeah like, both both conferences i'm not worried about the wizards um 
Same with the Bucks. I mean, both of those teams, the, I think. The Wizards started out like this last year, though, too. I mean, they were maybe mm-hmm. at a worse start last year, and then they ripped off. Had They had a really good January, February, um, when some other teams were slacking. So, yeah. Yeah. Bucks with um, Bucks with DeAndre though. That's what we're yeah. just. That's our focus now. We're just gonna yeah. make some more two K trades here. <laughs> um, give Giannis the tools. Shout out to the Pacers, I guess. That's a, that's the other surprise team, you know. Them yeah. The, I guess the Pistons. Pistons. Like I, Pistons are gonna be my team, and they've been. I've I've been catching some Pistons games, and they're um, they're kind of honestly like you could almost say like they are very much so the what you could see of the hornets like those two teams i've always kind of clumped together mm-hmm. of just like they've got a bunch of average you know above average nba dudes and you don't really know who's their best player i mean tobias harris has been a stud for them yeah and drummond's been dominant at points mm-hmm. um has been back to kind of where he was at a couple of years ago yeah i think for them last year they had everybody kind of played below expectations and now those guys are finally kind of playing how Stan envisioned it. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like on one end, not that surprised. Then you add Avery Bradley, who I think is a stud. Um, and I've, I've never been super high on KCP either. Um, oh yeah, that's fair. So I, I feel like they just, you know, Drummond and Harris finally kind of took a leap and Stanley isn't terrible. So I'm, I'm kind of like not surprised, but it's still like su- super impressive, especially after last year, it was like, Oh my God! Are they gonna blow this up? Right, and Stan gonna lose his job, which would make me sad because I like mm-hmm. Stan Van Gundy a lot. I um, I just don't like seeing Reggie Jackson happy is the one issue I have. <laughs> is he um, playing well? Nah, he's an okay. I mean, like, but he's. I do like the idea of him thinking he's like the best damn player on the team, and like, he might be their fourth best player. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, he's like. I don't. He's. I don't he's, think many teams would want him on there. No. Team. No. I would. Um, he'll probably end up being on the Bulls though at some point. I have a feeling. <laughs> I just I I don't know why. Uh, um, I just remember when he got that contract extension, and I was like, God, that contract sucks. And now that's just like another deal. <laughs> yeah, it's just another 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 contract now. Yeah. Yeah, just to fi- it's fine. Like whatever. I mean, it's four million a year than Mason Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, shout out to shout out to the I mean, dude, I'm as a Nuggets fan, you wouldn't understand, but I'm always pulling for like the small market the teams, you know. Yeah. So I I'm respect like, it. I'm I'm definitely like a Pistons guy, and Chauncey Billups is maybe my favorite athlete of all time. So say. Chauncey yeah. Billups, Chauncey a, Billups was. I'm special. a big time Pistons guy. That's I have never been able to. I did pull for the Rashid Wall for the the 2004 Pistons, but. Yeah, in that era was was those guys are dope. But um, let's move. We're gonna do a couple quick hits here. Wrap this bad boy up here. Um, yep. So we got players of the week. Deuce as the guest here. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, I forgot about players of the week. So um, my player of the week is Devin Booker. Not because I watch the Suns, because I respect my free time more than that. Um, <laughs> but but he did uh <laughs> my my eternal hell is i've i i know i'm in a a place where i need to probably add a second hobby that since i watched both bulls suns games like start to finish mm-hmm. and Yikes. i was like this will be what my hell like i will enter <laughs> hell and it'll just be bulls bulls suns on repeat mm. every night 
But yeah, I think I th- I picked Devin because he scored 38 in Boston on Saturday and he scored yeah. 33 last Tuesday. And I kind of just wanted to talk about him for a brief second because I think NBA Twitter and NBA fans in general are a little too quick to appoint guy, you know, annoying guys like future stars. I you know, cuz to me watching Booker last year is like, yeah, he looks good out there, but he's still he's an efficient player. He's yeah. never played a me- he's never shot a meaningful shot in his whole career. Um, he doesn't play winning basketball, so I'm like, okay, yeah, Booker could turn out to be a very good player. Um, but the Suns are also a shit show, so he could turn out to be not good. Um, but this year, his true shooting percentage has gone up like four percent. I mean, he's actually got like a pretty efficient line. Um, so shout out to him because my thing is always like culture is important in the rebuild and like you can't just take stat lines and highlights for what they are you kind of got to see a guy improve and making you know good basketball plays right and i think booker is making a step which is you know good because he's crazy talented so i'm happy that he's you know taking a step forward instead of just continuing to have a crazy green light for the suns yeah he's like yeah because you make the argument because whenever i think about that it's like okay, good guy on a bad team, it's like, is he actually legit? Is he going to be a, a franchise-changing player? He could also be Monta Ellis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Monta Ellis Warriors, I just think about all the time, is like, guy people were really into, put up a bunch of numbers, but yeah, was inefficient. I was trying to look, because I knew you were going to put him. I had, there's some Devin Booker stat I had the other from the other day that was just, mm-hmm. but basically put him in, and it was like, he, of, like, it was just one of those classic guys of putting up, I think it was like 25, you know, something before the age of 22, you know, it was like him, LeBron and like two other people, all, mm-hmm. all three other guys were hall of famers. Um, I'll see if I can pull it up, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of, I was kind of biased against him last year. Cause I took the time to watch that 70 point game, which was just a fucking abomination. I mean, <laughs> that's a joke. I was, never want to see that shit on Twitter. That was the worst use of two hours of my life ever it was that was against the or the celtics too right Wasn't yeah it? they were yeah. never in the game the game yeah. was over from the start yeah i mean <laughs> i yeah <laughs> i'm so triggered about that i don't yeah whatever <laughs> it is uh yeah it's uh it's something but yeah i mean i guess if you're gonna do it do it when you're bad and give at least like stay in the headlines yeah whatever all right let's let's hear your play yeah, because i know you want to talk about my guy yeah. So my so I'm gonna write off a few stats with this this guy here. Um, my guy of the week is uh, is Mr. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, uh, who is the first rookie to score 40 points in a game since uh, you know we we things come full circle here on the point four. <laughs> first guy since Blake Griffin 2011 as a rookie to score more than 40 points. Um, and he's also the first rookie since Steph Curry in 2010 to hit five or more th- threes in consecutive games. Um, dude has been uh, was kind of an underground hyped. I mean, if you're on NBA Twitter, you definitely heard his name throughout there a ton. Um, and and dude has taken the production that the Jazz have given him and has uh, really just taken off with it. He's uh, he is getting a lot more of the shots that I thought Rodney Hood was going to take. Um, they're, but they're both kind of splitting that Gordon Hayward production. Uh, but Don Mitchell has been, he, he's been impressive. I've, uh, I've liked him. I, uh, took him on my fantasy squad. It was a nice, 
So I'm happy with it Solid. from that perspective. He's uh, he's fun, man. And he was just one of those dudes that you heard about, and I didn't really watch him a ton. Or like he just never stood out to me at Louisville. Um, but he's uh, he's definitely one of those one of those guys right now, at least that is uh, of this rookie class that's been super special and has mm-hmm. been on a team that you know doesn't necessarily. We're not very much – we've never really been a pro jazz podcast ever. <laughs> I don't think we're going to start, but if we are, it's going to be because of Donovan Mitchell. Good. Good. I'm I'm very anti-jazz in general. Uh, but he's he's he can play, dude. He can. He's a stud. He passes the eye test. I think, you know, I think some of his hype – Yeah, he's definitely been the beneficiary of some highlight plays and kind yeah. of like volume stats because they're really giving him a – he's a little bit of a chucker, but – Accordingly, or apparently, he's uh, accordingly. What is that? Um, <laughs> apparently, allegedly, he's he gets better, you know, on a weekly basis as far as growing as a player, um, efficiency wise, and kind of how he plays the game. So, yeah, he's really good, and it sucks because the Nuggets traded him. So, yeah, you know, all this hype. Well, you, I mean, the Nuggets traded their draft pick. I don't think they would have taken Donovan Mitchell, but. I don't think they would have taken a guard at number 13 in general, but um, it still sucks to be a part of a draft day trade where the, doesn't. you trade <laughs> with your division rival who gets a, you know, the guy's probably going to be a solid starter in the NBA for a long time. So it's it hurts. It hurts me emotionally, but he's he's legit. I don't, man. I, the only thing I'd say is it would just have given you another position log, considering that Malik Beasley can't even get on the court for the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but no, I, he's, at I least mean, I'm not the at least guy. I'm not the Pistons that took Kennard, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm watching. That's a tough. It, that's it's been. T- yeah, it's been tough watching the Nuggets Utah. You know, seeing Moody out there versus Mitchell. I'm like, well, yeah. This is a a real fucking buzzkill. Yeah. But, yeah, it's tough. Trey Lyles had a good game this weekend, so whatever. Give me that stretch four that doesn't really do much of anything else. So, cool. Yeah. All right. We got a couple more quick hits here. First out, some shout-outs here to end the pod. So, first out, I want to shout-out Joel Embiid. We already did, but – Man, he continues to just win the internet. Again. Yeah, just, just gotta keep it. He's he's our most sacred national treasure. We have to do everything we can to keep him healthy and on the basketball court. Uh, yeah, sports aren't that serious, and I nope. you know I respect Joel for making us a little more aware of that. Make basketball fun again. Um, yeah. Speaking of of making things fun again, uh, New Orleans Noel. Shout out to him. Free New Orleans. Nerlens uh, pulled him, found himself in a Mark Sanchez situation. He uh, <laughs> went up to the press box at halftime and took a hot dog. When he was asked about it, he said he wanted to have some energy for the second half. <laughs> Nerlens Noel had a DNP during that game. <laughs> have Damn. you do free Nerlens? Free Nerlens. <laughs> he um. Have you ever in the middle like I've never gotten that like where I can never eat like in the middle of the game or like at any sport in no. high school or anything like that? I was never like, man, give me a hot dog like in the middle of anything. And that was even when I would ride the bench sometimes on sports. I'd be like, yeah, I'll just wait until after. I can't even eat food after I work out. So yeah, it's like um, it's a couple hours. Out to, yeah, Nerlens knows that he's just chilling and collecting checks. Um, and not, not gonna a, play, not a big which one. is whack, dude. I'm sad because free. I like Nerlens Noel, so you know it's not like the 
Mavs have any talent, so that's a little confusing. But um, I just want to know what type of hot dog was it because if you have a hot dog that's not, like, grilled, if this is a boiled hot dog, if this is, like, on the little carousel, I don't really want it. So I bet you it was a steamed hot dog. Um, okay. It was the press box. It might have been all right. Hopefully, yeah, I wonder if you put any condiments on there because you would definitely want to put some, some mustard on there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'll be off the bulls radar for future signings. Yeah. Um, my, my girlfriend's favorite food is hot dog, believe it or not. It? So, I'm yeah, I've been that was, uh, on that a was hot Ultra's, dog ride. I think that was Ultra's first words he said was hot dog, actually. <laughs> we... Uh, Yes. I used to, in college, take advantage of Ultra's Costco membership, and I'd literally just be, oh, you going to Costco? Just to go for their, uh, which I will say, the Costco uh, hot dog like thing is like the one of the best deals you can get. It's like two bucks, and you get a, a hot dog and like a 16-ounce drink. Mm. It's, like okay. a, it's, like a, it's like a half pound, a pound and a half. Like, it's a big dog. I'll keep that in mind next time I'm, you know, eating dinner at costco <laughs> yeah next time hey it's a great date spot <laughs> okay um so finally here we're gonna end with a little bit more of a somber but positive note in a way Derek rose is coming back he uh, reported to the Cavs today i was wondering if he was gonna come play against the bulls in chicago but he's in cleveland met with the front office he's evidently uh getting over his little i don't know you call it a midlife mid nba life crisis he had um he was mm. doing a little soul searching yeah. So he is yeah. back. I um Yeah, hopefully he I've, he's I mean, man, yeah, it's just wild. It's uh his injuries is just I mean, that's tough. I uh mm-hmm. I feel bad for the dude. But he's he's got a chance. I mean, like I think if he's um cuz yeah, like you were saying the Dwayne Wade piece, like I think Dwayne Wade's definitely taking advantage and is like benefiting from Derek not being around, but you hope on those games maybe that between Dwayne Wade and Derek, like they can kind of fill that same role throughout the season for the Cavs. I personally think there's correlation between the win streak and Derek Rose being gone, but as far as yeah. him as a as yeah. far as him as a human, I feel bad for him, but he's yeah. shouldn't be playing basketball for the Cavs. So Yeah, I was uh I kind of have the same thought. It might I don't think the two things are a coincidence and the Cavs also have been like they've been very nice and like supportive of him in public, but at the same time, they're all not Owens. Like, yeah, we need to get Derek Burrows back here right away. No one's mm-hmm. gone that far in a take. They just, I think, everyone likes him, and like you said, like everyone likes him as a person. Like, has nothing against him. He's not a you know a locker room nuisance or anything. But it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how his role. How I just have not been able to figure out how Derek rolls plays like basketball for another five six years in this nba yeah i mean he's got to keep getting those adidas checks but i just don't know how it's gonna happen yes how keep he's gonna them. be employed keep getting those those checks Derek. <laughs> we need you to make it to all pj's many hopefully i want pj to get a master's i want pj rose to be uh get a master's maybe two maybe his doctorate yeah. i just want Derek right. rose to go to as many a lot of graduations. Uh, a lot of graduation ceremonies, and then like he can go to his meetings, and then he can go to meetings with PJ. Yeah. Um, when when PJ's dog graduates from doggy daycare school, Derek's got to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's time we're gonna wrap this thing up, Deuce. Thanks again for coming on, man. This was fun. Yeah. Um, no. Thanks for thanks for having me, dude. I mean, you get us rolling. I think we covered about every team in the NBA. So I think we did. I think this is the most <laughs> all encompassing. Ultra's gonna be mad that we went long, but. 
Um, <laughs> we'll do a couple. Do you want? Yeah, shit? Ultra's Ultra's the one that keeps you in check. And like, he does. Well, the, the babysitter's gone. I was just here. The babysitter's like, you know, gone. Yeah, we, I'm uh, here to chat. You're the uh, you're the substitute that came in. We um, and like and there's the two options of the sub. They either like roll out the TV and you just watch National Treasure. Or um, he like just tells you like about life and just he talks to you like a real person, you know, right. really connects yeah. with you. Yeah, so, I, yeah, dude, I brought my A game. I mean, I'm the substitute teacher yeah. that you know teaches you. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. You know, rate us five stars. Let us know. <laughs> tell us how much better Deuce was than Ultra. We'll appreciate it. Deuce, you want to give your uh, shout out your Twitter handle, your pod again, one more time for the people. Yeah, well, you know, thanks for having me on, guys. Ultra, thank you if you if y'all are y'all are still on board. Um, my Twitter handle is at Childusi, um, and that's where all the links to my Denver sports stuff is at On the Rock Sports. Your media superpower. Um, yeah, my media conglomerate ESPN is quaking in their boots. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely um, appreciate it. Yeah, man. So everyone, thanks for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. We'll uh, Ultra will be back next week. He'll be back from his uh, his interview with Tennessee. You can tell us all about it. I think he was um, he was able to get that whole thing sorted out with his work visa, so he can come back from Canada to interview for that Tennessee job. But as always, I'm uh, PJ. You can follow me at, at Foolish Killer Ultras at Ultra Jacobs. You can listen to us on the Point Forward uh, NBA dot com. Or on iTunes, Spotify, give us those five stars. Subscribe, unsubscribe, do all that normal stuff um, for your favorite NBA podcast. And uh, until next time, guys, Deuce, we're going to have to get you back on again with Ultra here to defend himself. Yep, I'm available anytime. Looking forward to coming back on. All right, have a good week, everyone.